Luke, the thirteenth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stone those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing? See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. Let us pray. Lord God, one thing we seek, one thing we ask for, that we see your face dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Strengthen us, dear Lord, by the power of your word, your word that saves us, your word that comforts us, and strengthen us to be your people children of the Most High God. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? I, uh, I remember around about the 8th grade, taking a trip to Linville Caverns out in Marion and uh, walking down the slippery steps that had been carved into the rock that led into the caverns. Um, it was like entering another world, one filled with uh, dripping stalactites, water-worn crevices, and hundreds and hundreds of species of bats. Park rangers would lead groups of 12 or 15 through the widening and narrowing corridors, pointing out closed-off areas that they told us journeyed beneath the mountain for miles and miles. Throughout the entire course of the trip, you could hear water echoing off the walls of the caverns deep, deep within the mountain. And at one point, toward the end of the guided tour, they brought us into a large room, really about this size, that was lit by one light bulb hanging from the center of the ceiling. The park ranger told us that he was about to turn off the light so that we could experience total darkness, a rare feat in today's world where light seems to consume even the night sky. And so he flipped off the light. And what must have only been about 20 seconds seemed like an eternity. You see, in total darkness, you can't even see the nose at the tip of your face much less anything else. After a few seconds of adjusting to the darkness, you begin to, to lose your, your balance, your equilibrium, and, and really you start to fall. Like trying to balance on a high wire, you begin to grasp for something, anything that you can use to brace yourself. 
I remember trying to reach for my friend who I knew was just here, but for some reason I couldn't find him anymore. There was no railing, no piece of a wall, nothing. But in that span of 20 seconds, something that seemed so trivial or even silly, standing in total darkness, it became terrifying. A looming weight that crippled our senses, even our ability to think straight. Panic set in. Total darkness causes us to be lost, disoriented without any sense of hope or wonder, begging for the park ranger to flip that light back on. And this crippling darkness is the abyss that the psalmist speaks of. Though my enemies assail me, you, O Lord, will be my guard and my shield. Threats of disease coming from foreign countries, war from an unknown enemy, our daily efforts to make sure we and our families have food and water and shelter, constantly making sure we're safe from harm's way, evaluating political candidates and economic trends that could take us spiraling down into another depression, worrying about these things take up a large portion of our time, and they can often cause us to feel like we're being assailed by that great number of enemies. We want a home. We want a place of safety and security for ourselves, our families, our neighbors. We don't want to be constrained to this life of worry or anxiety, of stress or confusion. As often as it feels like we're helpless to everything going on around us, we want to be delivered from the unnecessary and senseless struggles of everyday life. We want a little bit of light. We want to escape from those senseless struggles so that we can turn our attention toward things that really matter. Teaching, nurturing, caring for our loved ones. Reaching out to get to know a stranger without fear of being in danger or keeping our guard up for fear of being tricked into some kind of a scam. We want to find joy in life and live for the sake of worshiping God and giving thanks for all that we have been given. One thing I ask of the Lord that I will seek after, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the days of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me up on a high rock. That's what we want. To be loved. To be protected. To be sheltered. To live lives without fear. To be reckoned as righteous before God like Abram was. Oftentimes our actions or our inactions cause us to throw stones at the prophets who God has put into our lives to set our minds on earthly things as enemies of the cross. Affliction can come from the world around us or it can come from our own sinfulness, our own greed, our own pride and sense of importance. But even still, even still, just like Jesus set his face toward Jerusalem, toward his own death, so too Jesus comes to us even though we stumble, even though we try to find our way in the dark and sheds his light, his own light, to brighten our way. He 
claims us, redeems us, calls us beloved children of the Most High, gathers us under the shelter of His wing. St. Paul writes that our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. In spite of all that we are and all that we aren't, God still desires to gather us to Himself to protect us from stumbling around in that darkness, to keep us close, to keep us secure in the comfort of His care like a mother hen gathering her brood to herself. So as we journey toward that cross this Lent, we're given the promise that our citizenship is not rooted in the darkness of all that is evil in this world. We are given protection in the shadow of a cross. Our home is not in the darkness of a cave, but in the light of Jesus' empty tomb. Our citizenship is in the presence of the Almighty. We don't belong to the crippling death, the darkness of sin, or the confusion that comes when we can't find our way because we believe, we believe that we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so like the psalmist, we patiently wait on the Lord, our light and our salvation, who has promised to shelter us from all evil, from all distress. And we faithfully live our lives as a song, a song that proclaims, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, our light, our salvation, our hope. Amen.